0: There is a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America, Can We Talk? with Debbie George Addis. On America, Can We Talk? we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America, Can We Talk? starts now.
1: And good evening and welcome. I hope you are all sincerely enjoying your July 4th week. You will enjoy your July 4th week take a moment to think about why we celebrate this wonderful holiday of Independence Day I'm Debbie George ass welcome to my show tonight I will be talking about a lot of stories that really tie back to what is our idea of Liberty in America and what are we up against the 2018 midterms and how the American left versus the American right sees the idea of Liberty in America I want to start by telling you about something that is being getting very very little coverage in mainstream media and it's Alarming, and it is intentional that you're you're seeing so little about this story. Did you realize that in, for example, just one city, I'm gonna start with Portland, Oregon, there is a protest ongoing, ongoing since uh, mid June, outside of the ICE and, and ICE. I'm sure you all know the Federal Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the people who actually enforce the law at the borders, the people who find people here here illegally that process them through the deportation procedures. There is a tent city in Portland, Oregon, outside of the ICE office. It has been, it's on, as of June 28th of this week, it was on day 12. This is being led by Antifa, radical anarchist, uh, radical left-wing groups, and we all know Antifa and groups like them, including the Democrat Socialists of America, funded by George Soros. This is a, a protest essentially trying to block ICE from actually being able to do their job. And the idea of this protest, this is a, they're calling it Occupy ICE, just like Occupy Wall Street, Occupy ICE. Their goal is to prevent ICE from being able to do anything about illegal immigration. They are protesting outside of um, cities in Portland, or the ICE office in Portland, Oregon, and in numerous other cities I'll mention in a second. Number two, in Oregon, so that ICE can't do their job because of these, it's a tent city, families, children, protesters. Number two, the actual, the, the uh, government of Oregon, including the Democrat mayor of Portland, Oregon, Ted Wheeler, is supporting this to the point that he had instructed Portland police to stand down, to not enforce the law against this squatting, this takeover, this barrier, putting a barricade around the federal ICE office and as I say virtually no coverage of this story in the mainstream media similarly the Portland Oregon City uh, councilwoman uh, council member I can't tell Chloe um, Udaly, is actually trying to look into revoking ICE's lease of the Portland building this is happening in dozens and dozens of cities San Diego Los Angeles New York Detroit San Francisco Chicago Pittsburgh this is an ongoing effort, and one of the hashtags they're using is abolish ICE. Abolish ICE. Get rid of the enforcement uh, people at America's borders. Um, but on top of that, I mean, alarming enough as just that is, it's also incredibly important to understand that this, this movement is being funded, as I say, funded, backed, and helped and assisted by Antifa. The Democrat Socialists of America, Direct Action, and various other anarchist, socialist, and communist uh, movements in America. On top of that, so you think, okay, let's not get too excited. These are the radical extreme left whack jobs. Not so fast. No, not so fast. Abolish ICE is trending on Twitter. It was this past week at least. Prominent national Democrats have started to echo the Occupy ICE demand to shut down ICE with the ultimate effect of eliminating borders. You think that the border, this is why I want to talk so much of this uh, immigration issue in Washington, um, changing our immigration law, dealing with border security, handling people who cross America, border crossers who have no legitimate legal right to be here. This is a movement wrapped up in left-wing thought about globalism and the just utter lack of necessity for borders that's how they see this issue these are people including you think these are still maybe just the whack job Democrats these are no including people high-profile Democrats for example Senator Kamala Kamala however you say her name Kamala Harris of California this is a US senator from California Kamala Harris who is among the short list of people being considered to run for president of the United States of America in 2020. She's backing this. New York gubernatorial candidate, governor candidate, Sex, and, uh, Sex in the City actress and LBGT activist Cynthia Nixon is backing this. Abolish ICE. A number of current representatives, at least 15 candidate, candidates for U.S. House on the Democrat side Are backing this movement abolish ICE what they really mean is get rid of secure borders get rid of borders just be fine with people wandering in and out stop worrying about citizenship meaning anything that includes especially the woman who won there was a surprise victory by a radical leftist in uh, New York challenging an incumbent Democrat congressman uh, and her name Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez ran the platform, abolish ICE, abolish the borders. We come back from this break coming up. I'm going to tell you how serious it's gotten within the left-wing America and the need for people in this country to understand this is a battle for the identity of America. Debbie George Jadis, America Can We Talk. Come right back.
2: Our military and veterans have served all of us, defending our nation whenever and wherever duty calls. But at home, when their families need support, they know they can turn to Operation Homefront for help. Operation Homefront provides military families with critical financial assistance, transitional and permanent housing, and family support programs throughout the year to help prevent their short-term needs from turning into long-term struggles. When you support Operation Homefront, your donation will make a real difference because 92% of their expenditures go directly towards programs that our military families need most. Each year, Operation Homefront serves thousands of military families, families in your community, helping wounded veterans transition to civilian life, helping military families pay overdue bills when their loved ones deploy overseas, and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomefront.org. That's OperationHomefront.org.
3: Do you dream of a better world? One where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope. The freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty and build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with Five Talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit fivetalents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's five F-I-V-E-Talents.org.
4: Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and if necessary legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit firstliberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans. In the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's firstliberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now.
5: The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org and consider lending FIRE your support.
1: And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I got to tell you, folks, this is really this issue we're going to be talking about. It really uh, which relates to the security of America's borders, the, the notion of having a federal um, agency that actually has authority to enforce the borders, that we actually enforce our border policy, that we say that people who enter America illegally have to find some legal status, that people who are here illegally and are not attempting to find legal status are subject to deportation. These are basic components of having a country of having rule of law but of having a country so I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about this woman who ran and won in a Democrat primary in the state of New York Uh, this woman's name again is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez 28 year old Latina who six months ago was waiting tables this her very first campaign and she managed to bring down in a Democrat primary this past week an incumbent A 20-year, 10-term, 20-year incumbent, uh, Democrat Joe Crowley in New York. This is New York's 14th congressional district. This woman ran, this woman ran on uh, a platform that is nothing less than flat-out socialism. She is proudly, and, and ran as, a Democrat socialist. She's a member of the Democratic Socialist Party of America. She's acknowledged, so she ran the Democrat primary, but she's happy to admit she's a socialist and is running on abolish ICE, running on free college for everybody. Does, you know, taxpayers pay for free college, universal free health care, socialized medicine, a guarantee of a federal job for anyone who needs a job. And this woman managed to galvanize primary voters in the state of New York with a message that is a strident leftist. You have a right to other people's money. You have a right to force the government to collect enough taxes from your fellow hardworking citizens to pay for your college, to pay for your health care, to pay for your life. And this is a woman who she stirred people up. This is a majority minority district. This is a district heavily populated by immigrants, unclear what percent are legal versus illegal. But a lot of what she ran on was stirring up anger at the idea that borders exist. The idea that we have borders in this country and around this country and that everybody who's in this country has to have some status, some legal reason they are here. Some legal status, green card, whatever it is, some kind of visa status. She's just she is emboldening people who've entered America over the last decades after probably since our last amnesty we had in America under President Reagan. And I think it was 1986. We have this, this uh, growing population of illegal immigrants in America, many of them living in New York City. And this woman arguing and winning on this argument that these people are being mistreated because we have borders, because we enforce our laws. And the, she, she's a young woman. She's very attractive, a young Latina woman, um, very passionate in her presentation. And she, she did an introductory video for her campaign where she you know, came out to say what she's running on and it, was, it was, went viral. It was, it's on YouTube. It went viral. You can find it. But what she was really arguing is that America has to give you what you want and need for free. And they've learned, the Democrats have learned to use friendlier language, maybe more palatable language to some Americans. So they talk about universal health care. They're talking about socialized medicine. That's what it is. It's government-run health care. It's loss of your health care freedom it's not that they're pushing universal health care provided by the government for those people who cannot afford private health care that's not what they're talking about they're not talking about a side by side system where there's a universal health care government provided health care Medicare style is our new term but still a private sector robust free market healthcare care uh, uh, program in existence that's not what they mean they mean everybody controlled by the federal government's health care system they also mean this idea of abolishing ICE there's not going to be a border that matters there's not going to be enforcement that there's going to be and, 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 and also free college which we've talked about many times in the show I want to go back to this border thing in the last weeks we've had we've been treated to media just hysteria over at the border when people illegally crossed not at the legal border entry points. This is a different story at the legal border entry points. But people illegally entering America. President Trump has a new policy that said no, zero tolerance on illegal entry. So if you if you enter illegally with a child, you're charged with illegal entry, which is a crime. And then the um, the children are separated from the parents while they process this illegal entry thing. That can all happen in a day. I mean, many of those hearings are... You know, you cross, you have an excuse. No, we don't. Okay, what? Well, you know, got your name and number. You got to go now. And they send them back over the border. But what I want to get at is the fervor that you have heard, the hysteria that the uh, Democrat media mob, the American left, has stirred people up into based on the separation of parents and children is not about the separation of parents and children. You have to understand the big picture we are facing in this country the big picture is the Democrat effort the abandoned borders the globalist mindset maybe you used to think that was just a, a you know fringe element of the American left that kind of didn't you know, kind of wanted to go all globalists and didn't want to have borders didn't want to have American citizenship as a relevant thing it's not any longer if it ever was it's not a, a tiny segment a sliver of the radical left It is mainstream American leftism in this country mainstream leftism saying borders are bothersome we don't like them they're unfair and as with every argument the left makes on any subject whatsoever the arguments are never based on logic they're never based on law they're never based on having a rule of law they're utterly contrary to the concept of the rule of law they are instead appealing to emotion and this woman who ran this campaign she won her campaign instilling in voters in her district that it's outrageous that ICE works to find people who are here illegally and, and may help and, and assist in their, in their deportation process that ICE actually thinks we should have a border that ICE is used to process people who are here illegally she managed to enrage people that the rule of law is mean and unfair and we can't have that. This lawlessness of the American left is one of the central issues in the 2018 midterms. And if you think I'm overstating this, okay, that's just one candidate, but she's not the only one. You all probably know the name Keith Ellison, current member of the U S Congress, a Democrat from Minnesota. So he's pretty left wing, but still a Democrat from Minnesota. He was, uh, there's a video on youtube showing him wearing a shirt that says that i'm not a spanish speaker so "Yo no creo on fronteras in plain english i don't believe in borders this is the democrat party vice chair the entire democrat party this guy's left-wing views are so mainstream in the democrat world he is vice chair of the entire national party and he was at a march this past Monday wearing a shirt that says in English, I don't believe in borders. And, if, and so that's one basic idea of him that is just a, you know, very radical, very left. But what I want to get at is this whole abolish ICE uh, craziness is not just a few occupy crazies at the 12 ICE centers in various cities around the country. It's not just Keith Ellison. It's not just the Democrat candidate from New York, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm not going to call her Alexandria or call her Cortez. Anyway, it's not just her. It It is building steam inside the Democrat Party that somehow this immigration issue is going to be their winning issue in 2018, their issue that's going to drive voters to the polls, that they're going to be outraged at the idea that we still have borders, that we're going to abolish these mean people who enforce the law. This is the lawless American left legitimizing the mission of removing border security, of abandoning the idea that citizenship as a concept matters, abandoning the idea that America as a country matters, because that's what this comes down to. Citizenship in America is like membership in a compact where you've agreed to abide by American rule of law Participate in the American economy, in a free market American economy, American economy, you've agreed to be part of the social compact of America. That's what citizenship is supposed to be. And what America is about, this country founded on liberty, founded on, while we're celebrating July 4th this week, is we're celebrating the unique greatness of America founded on individual liberty. And that's really on the ballot in 2018, you have to recognize the strength and fervor of the American left to destroy that concept of America as a country, America having borders, borders being, actually meaning something. You you can't just come here with no legal status. This is what is under assault. And it's not just the radical Occupy leftists. It is mainstream Democrats. We come back from the break. I'm gonna to talk to you. I'm gonna tell you about some rallies President Trump did in the last couple of weeks. And you might think those, if you didn't like these rallies as a president, I think they're serving a vital purpose in fighting it back against the lawless left. Come right back.
0: The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org.
4: Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org.
6: One more time, go to IPI.org today. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting.
1: And welcome back to America. Can we talk? Okay. So we don't have audio from the uh, Trump rallies. That's okay. I want to tell you about what happened this last week and contrast it with what you're watching the American left do. You probably saw that this past week, president Trump held a rally in North Dakota and uh, the previous week, he held a rally in Minnesota. And, you know, the reason I want to talk about these is this is such a pivotal time in America as you watch what the American left is doing trying to legitimize the notion that we don't need borders trying to legitimize the idea that if someone managed to cross the border illegally the only right answer in fact that was one of the uh, statements put out by um, the uh, this group backing the Occupy uh, Occupy ICE, Occupy the Borders uh, group It was the notion that what if, let's reimagine, that was their term, reimagine ICE being one that distributes uh, food and water to people coming over the border, that welcomes them, that provides shelter. I mean, it was like this, you know, I I can't even think of the terms. It was like this juvenile notion that we should, I mean, and to be clear, ICE does help people. They rescue people abandoned by the coyotes, abandoned by the people who cross the uh, The uh, child traffickers, the human traffickers, ICE rescues those people, provides food, provides water, cares for them. It's not that they don't do that, but the purpose of government in this left-wing, whack-job, lawless world, the, the job of ICE would be to just let them come in and, hey, come on in, sit down, you know, grab a beer, let's talk. I mean just just a, a failure to recognize the importance of the existence of a border is you don't have a country if you don't have a border you're just some blob on the planet blob of dirt on the planet but so back to president trump he had some rallies in the last couple of weeks and first of all they were massive as they were during his campaign and he began doing this shortly after he was elected you know he won the election in November 2016 took office January 20 of 2017 And he began, even in 2017, doing really kind of campaign-style rallies. And there were Republicans, a few, and many uh, of the mainstream media mob on the left complaining, this is so unprofessional. This is so unpresidential. I mean, he's won. He's supposed to lead. He's supposed to govern. He shouldn't be doing these rallies. And, you know, President Trump doesn't really care what they say, and he just kept on doing them. But the reason I want to talk about them right now is that this is a time in America when the left is trying to instill the idea in the electorate that lawlessness is a virtue that if you don't like the law the way it is you simply have the right to violate it to organize a mob around the federal you know the ice facilities in various cities and just Refuse to allow the law to be enforced. This is what mob rule is. It's not like we're 20 steps away. These are hints. When you're saying, when you're this group and you're saying, you know, we don't think there should be uh, ICE, this, this federal law shouldn't exist, this organization shouldn't, shouldn't exist, uh, you know, uh, immigration laws shouldn't exist, anyone who comes in should just be welcome. We got to make everyone who's here give them amnesty. If that's your mindset, you're in America, your job is to make your goals into law. But when you're on the left, what they're saying is no, we get through mob rule to force our version of what we want on the rest of the country by simply saying we're going to change the laws and we're going to change the government through mob rule. They have. You know, worked up the American left, the Democrat media mob, the Antifa, the Occupy People, the Democrat Socialists of America, very popular, very big in this country, are all united in this idea that we're going to get rid of borders and we're going to make new law through mobs. In fact, that was in what uh, Maxine Waters, this past week, in very troubling uh, language, which openly was advocating to her followers in public, you know, yelling at yelling it at some rally, some park wherever she was, urging people that if you see anyone in the Trump administration anywhere in public, in a restaurant, you know, on the street, in the subway, mob them, attack them, yell at them, scream at them. I mean this is this is beginnings of anarchy. It is not minor. This is not some you know mentally ill street person, This is an elected member of Congress. Now, at this point, apparently the Democrats are going to uh, censure her. At least they're going to have a vote on censuring her. But what I'm getting at is we're really reaching a frenzied place in America where a lot of pretty darn ignorant people are worked up into thinking that the right step in America, the reasonable step, is for us to simply, through mob rule, force our changes in law, force what we want. So back to President Trump. President Trump shines at these rallies. He's, he is bringing people together in these rallies. And is not just that he's finding these as a vehicle to get his message out. It's not just a vehicle to get his message out. It's more than that. It is to reintroduce a sense of, of energy, excitement um, in his supporters. And, you know, the, the left was trying to say it's unpresidential. You shouldn't do this. OK, maybe in some normal era in American history, that's true. But this is not a normal time. This is the vice chair of the Democrat National Committee wearing shirts in a rally, a shirt in, publicly in a rally saying, I don't believe in borders. We are we, this is a very serious, serious time in this country. And what President Trump is doing is he's reigniting fervor. And he's reigniting in people, he's validating in them that you're right to love America. You're right to think we have to have borders. You're right that you cannot have a country without borders. That the lawlessness of the American left, their ability to lather ignorant people into outrage over a demand that the law never be followed, that he is calling it out, he is pointing out for America this is just simply... We can't have this in this country. But, you know, when we didn't have this, we didn't have this kind of uh, energy and inspiration being built by the president. We have people sitting at home, and this is exactly what the American left wants, sitting at home, watching these marches, watching Antifa, watching Occupy ICE and thinking, am I the one who's wrong? Everyone else seems to be so upset. Maybe I'm wrong to be supporting the president. Maybe my view of, the, of this whole situation was, is really off. And, and so, I mean, I'm, and this is the way the left has functioned. is a manipulative effort to make good-hearted, patriotic, straight-arrow Americans doubt their views, doubt their confidence in America, doubt what they think they believe. So, in America... Right now, what Trump has done, he has rally in North Dakota. He had a lot of very, very uh, stirred up things to say, of course. He did point out that the incumbent Democrat senator from North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp, um, and, you know, he brought these people up by name. He brought her up. She's a Democrat senator. She voted against the tax cuts. Um, he pointed out she would vote no on any nomination he makes to the Supreme Court. We're going to talk about Justice Kennedy's uh, announced resignation next but he pointed out that this Heidi Heitkamp is a Democrat not on track with the Trump agenda. And he's pointing out, look around you, North Dakotans. Look at all the people here. You're on track with the America that I'm trying to create. Heidi Heitkamp is in the, you know, Maxine Waters, um, you know, the Alexandria um, Cortez Democrat candidate for, for Congress Trump is managing to paint a picture of America that you have the Maxine Waters, Keith Ellison, lawless, border abandoning radicals, or you have mainstream America, which is what he's bringing. It's mainstream. It's normal. It's fact essential in America to have the rule of law. Trump is creating a, an energy and a fervor in states that need it, where elections are upcoming, that matter. He's sending the message, hang in there. The radical left isn't America. They're not the majority. You're right to want border security. So he had, you know, he did, um, uh, he, he, Trump, and only his inimitable and and not always presidential manner had a lot of uh, top quotes. I was going to share some of them. Um, he was referring to Maxine Waters as the face of the Democrat Party. This is brilliant. This is brilliant strategy. This is Trump 101 Trying, he's tying the Democrat Party to Maxine Waters, urging mob lawlessness and saying, you know, the Democrats have lost their mind. They have lost their minds. The leadership has. But he was in North Dakota to stir those voters up, to help them realize that you don't have to keep electing Heidi Heitkamp, who is going to be voting against everything that we're trying to do. She's going to vote against secure borders. She's going to vote against tax cuts. She's going to vote against uh, his nomination to the Supreme Court. And, um, and he just – he had – it was a really galvanizing um, rally he did. And at the end of the day, I think he succeeded, as he did in Minnesota a couple weeks ago, to just reassure American voters, don't worry. The American left is not the real America. You're right to be on track with the conservatives. I'm Debbie George as America Can We Talk. Come right back.
4: America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. Organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out CenterForSecurityPolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's CenterForSecurityPolicy.org. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, That's IWF.org.
7: America is greatly blessed by the men and women serving in our military who are defending us every day, making our freedom possible. Military families also serve, and they face hardships while dads and moms are far from home. Military families endure frequent moves around the country and overseas, requiring them to adjust to new schools and make new friends over and over. They also face anguish while their soldiers deployed overseas, often in harm's way. The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families, by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit armyscholarshipfoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dream. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit armyscholarshipfoundation.org and get involved today.
1: You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org.
0: Can you hear us now?
1: And welcome back to America Can We Talk. So, springing off of what we've been talking about and the uh, Occupy ICE movement, the embracing of the idea of eliminating ICE, and in many serious leaders of the Democrat Party ultimately abandoning borders. And that, so I want to lay all that out for you. Uh, Keith Ellison, you know, in a march on Monday saying, you know, vice chair of the Democrat Party saying, wearing a shirt saying, I don't believe in borders. So now you come to the question, what should the Republicans do? Because right now, this past week, one of the Supreme Court justices has retired. Now it's his uh, retirement, um, Justice Kennedy. And... I will say, I have um, talked about this on another show, another thing I did recently, but Justice Kennedy is the one who is, the term has been used about him frequently as a swing, he's a swing vote, meaning you can't really count on him to do the uh, conservative thing, and you can't really count him to the liberal thing. Uh, He would probably define, describe his Um, views in a way that was uh, what he would say is consistent with his views in the Constitution in fact this in the second hour we're going to have a lawyer join me from First Liberty um, named Lathan Watts and he's observed he's read and observed the Supreme Court and read decisions and probably has a lot more insight about Justice Kennedy and, and where why his decisions fell the way they did what I want to hit about this though is this the Republicans have an opportunity because the justice has announced his re- his retirement they have the opportunity to nominate a replacement justice for Justice Kennedy and have the vote happen on that this September like in a few months and there is a battle now raging in Washington between the conservatives uh, who are just saying let the Supreme Court uh, justice uh, Supreme Court uh, get full slate again let the Republicans nominate someone and the Democrats are trying to come to make the argument that uh, just as when uh, President Obama was in his final term in 2016 and Justice Scalia passed away President Obama nominated a Justice Merrick Garland and the Republican majority Senate would not hold a hearing for him would not even consider they said basically let the voters decide let the voters decide who is president next? That the new president, if it's a Democrat president, then she would have picked the next nominee. Or if it's a Republican president, as it thank goodness was, um, President Trump let him make the nomination. So the Merrick Garland thing stuck in people's um, memory. And the Democrat side saying, OK, this is the rule that you don't appoint people to the Supreme Court in an in election year. And so they're saying, OK, Republicans follow that rule. You wouldn't do a nomination, you wouldn't entertain a nomination. Um, during an election year in 2016 so same thing holds now Republicans are saying and Mitch McConnell who is the Senate um, majority leader has said oh we've got a list and we're having a vote this fall and I want to just weigh in on why this is so vital we're going to talk in the next hour about numerous cases lots of decisions of great consequence were issued by the Supreme Court just this past week they were all five to four for whatever luck of the draw or maybe there's a principal basis i don't get but justice kennedy at least this time went along on the conservative side in these cases but there is a if we don't have if we have this justice retire justice kennedy and we're in a battle next year and the democrats have the majority in the senate they are not going to pass they're not going to uh, it, the basic thing is in the Constitution, you uh, it requires the, the, um, a simple majority of the Senate to affirm a president's choice, uh, a, a nomination for the Supreme Court. So President Trump can nominate someone, goes to the Senate, they have a Judiciary Committee hearing, and then they vote yes or no, and then it goes to the floor of the Senate. Well, the Republicans, you know, right now have the majority of the Senate. Democrats want to use this issue this fall to try to get more, to try to bring about some victories in close cases, close races, to say you got to get a Democrat in the Senate because, look, we can stop these horrible nominations that President Trump uh, would make. We can, we can, even if he's still president, we can't impeach him. At least we can stop these nominations. And I want to just um, tell you where I come down this, and I, 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 I hope you'll agree and I hope that you'll be as activist as you can in pushing your senator to back holding hearings this fall and affirming a candidate, affirming someone for the Supreme Court. In fact, President Trump has a list. He's had it out in the past. One source was saying that it's the same list. He's going to pick someone to move forward. And actually, our own uh, Senator Ted Cruz mentioned, what about Senator Mike Lee, who is a a current sitting senator from Utah, lawyer, obviously could be a Supreme Court justice. He's mentioned him as a great candidate. I want to just make this, I, I can't tell you how important this is, The majority of the Supreme Court, the 5-4 majority, has decided so many astonishingly important cases over the decades and shaped America's path almost as much and maybe even more than the elected representatives in the House and the Senate. There is no way to go around what they rule when they say, for example, no more prayer in public school. They say, you know, abortion is a constitutionally guaranteed right. They say same-sex marriage must be honored in all fifty states. They changed the course of American history, so the power, and and we've talked many times in the show. Maybe the power of the Supreme Court should be cut back. I mean, Congress has the authority to pass laws that eliminate some areas, uh, some uh, areas from the Supreme Court's jurisdiction. Maybe they should do that, but. Right now where we sit is it's an, it's an impossibly powerful thing that the Supreme Court is. And I want you to, let me just, I, I, like five points I want to hit. One is, just ask yourself, do you think if the role, roles were reversed, is there anyone listening to the show who thinks that somehow if the Democrats had the Senate and the White House, they would hold off on filling a Supreme Court justice until a fall election, which isn't even a presidential election, it's just a Senate election. There's, I mean, if you even remotely think that's possible, you have not been paying attention in American history. The Democrats would nominate and support and approve the Democrat president's nomination for the Supreme Court without any question. So, And the Republicans in the Senate know this. They, they have watched the Democrats do this. They know. So the Democrats would, would appoint if they had the power. Number two, this is not a presidential election year. It is different from 2016. In 2016, there was a new, a potential new administration, new president coming in, somebody whose job it would be to nominate the president, uh, n- nominate the um, the uh, Supreme Court justice, and it could have been a very different nomination. And... This is not the case now. This, the president's going to be there. President Trump's going to be there. He's going to make the nomination. And, um, and so that is factually different. But I want to also talk again about, and I, I've said this in the show in the past, that matters so much. The Supreme Court is not supposed to be political. The concept of a conservative justice is not the same concept as a conservative candidate for Congress or Senate. A conservative justice means someone who follows the Constitution who does not legislate from the bench greatest example I love giving Justice Scalia wrote and spoke about he voted in the case where a person was prosecuted for burning a flag and the person burned the flag as a means of free speech to protest whatever he was protesting I don't even know it doesn't matter The point Scalia made was that he hates flag burning. He loves the flag. He loves America. He doesn't like flag burning. But that was not, his opinion on flag burning was not relevant to the case in front of him. The question was, is burning a flag a protected form of First Amendment free speech? And he said, yes, of course it is. That's what conservatism means. It means following the Constitution. Liberal justices are just a can be and have been in our history have been a another layer of lawmaking they're unaccountable you know in our country this whole we the people thing where we the people we elect congress we elect the senate they in turn make laws we don't like the laws that they pass we can we can vote for new people in congress we can we can try to get new people in congress but when you have the um but when you have the Supreme Court or all the courts, they're not accountable. You can't do anything about those decisions. And when those people at the at the highest levels pass laws, they're acting like another super legislature, completely not responsive to the people. And this is what when Democrats like Chuck Schumer want to say they want to be nominating their guy, they want to be nominating – they want the chance – to um, nominate somebody, they want someone who will pass liberal policy, who will make law on the Supreme Court to get their liberal policies into Supreme Court jurisprudence to become precedents in the Supreme Court. They're, they are talking about a super legislature, the Supreme Court, as a super legislator, not accountable. You can't do a darn thing about it. That's what they're talking about. So when conservatives say, they want a conservative they want someone to follow the constitution chips fall where they may liberals mean they want somebody else to press and push liberal policy and this is the just the reality of washington it is the reality of the democrat and republican parties in this country so harking back we've been talking about this morning and this evening you have a group of People in this country, in the Democrat Party, massive Democrat Party push to abandon border security, grant amnesty to millions and millions of people who they anticipate to be future Democrat voters. Cases will come to the court about amnesty. Cases will come to the court about the, the court about the right of border security and, and Trump's zero tolerance policy. You have a left that is continuing the Barack Obama agenda of radically transforming america that's what the left wants they want to put a justice in who will assist in the effort to radically transform america away from constitutional government away from a country with secure borders away from a country that honors citizenship that's what they're pushing so republicans have a chance this fall they have a chance to say we're going to let president trump the duly elected president Choose the next nominee, a constitutional conservative. This is what is part of perpetuating conservative America, perpetuating constitutionally structured America. It's not a close question. Republicans better hold that hearing and get a conservative in there before it's too late. I'm Debbie Georgettis, America can We Talk. Come back after the top of the hour.